welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care, all the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. Find them online at allthebestpetcare.com and see where all of their 10 locations are around Western Washington, including their brand new Holman Road location in North Ballard, Northwest Seattle. Be sure to check out the new location. The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by The Natural Pet Pantry, naturalpetpantry.com, Seattle's original raw and cooked food for dogs and cats. Uh, the food that I choose to feed my personal dogs, and you know how picky I am if you've heard the show before. Uh, again, naturalpetpantry.com, excellent food locally made here in Seattle. Well, it's uh, well, the week after Thanksgiving, and I can't believe it. We're looking right at December, and uh, it's like everybody I, well, no, not everybody, I know that's not true, but I would bet 40% of the people that I know or the clients that I talk to are sick or have just been sick, and I fall into that category. I'm feeling well today. I may sound a little off, but um, it's just amazing how like something goes around, starts going around, and it's like... Everybody I talk to is like either knows somebody who is or, you know. Tis the season. Yeah, really. <laughs> what is it? Is it like the change of, it must be the, is it the cold weather? Yeah, you know, uh, that's hard to say. There's a the lot of factors. The stress of the holidays. Know, the stress of the holidays. We've got changing seasons, um, you know, colder weather, you know, you're getting a little more exposure. So that's probably uh, contributing to immune systems being a little bit weaker and, uh, I'm I'm just taking stabs in the dark. I'm not a doctor, obviously. I mean, the only thing I can th- is like the change <laughs> in weather, but it's like specifically too cold. Like it's like something because it people don't. I mean, people might have allergies when it's mm-hmm. warmer. So I guess that's a little bit different. I don't know. It's like clockwork. So anyway, I'm I'm happy to be here today and feeling well and. um and uh, have a lot of really interesting things to talk about. I found some really funny videos on YouTube. And I found some really interesting articles on uh, one of my favorite websites. When I'm looking for news about dogs, I go to seattledogspot.com. And then I also like sciencedaily.com. And... uh they have some really interesting science-related articles, and um, I found some really cool ones that are recent, uh, recently released, and so we'll chat about those too. And all of the links, I have all the links to the videos and the articles are all posted on our website, dogradioshow.com, on the homepage. So if you'd like to, um, if you're home near your computer, perhaps you're streaming live, uh, you can actually go and check them out during the commercial breaks and uh, see the videos that I'm talking about. And um, they're pretty funny. Like, I laughed out loud. Literally, LOL. LOL. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, links to the articles and stuff like that. And you'll also find all of our shows archived on our website, too. So uh, this is like one number 196. We're getting close to 200. Um so you can listen to all of our past episodes on our website, dogradioshow.com. 
And we're also a free audio podcast from iTunes. So you can go to iTunes and just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and have access to all of our shows there as well. You can download them for free. And then you can listen from your iPod or MP3 player or whatever. So lots of ways to listen. And uh, the the uh, this live, so we're live every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. And then we're actually being um, broadcast on Sundays as well. So our live Wednesday show is also being rebroadcast on Sundays after Martha Norwalk's Animal World. Uh, and so we're on Sundays at 1 so you can tune in to us and hear us on the radio here on 11.50 a.m. every Sunday at 1 as well. So more opportunity. There's so many ways to listen. I don't know. It's almost impossible to not listen. <laughs> um, so I got this um, this book from a client. Um, she let me borrow it so that I could take a look at it, but I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I haven't read it. But I've sort of fingered through the pages, and it's it's humorous. So the point of it is to be funny. Um, and it's called How to Raise a Jewish Dog. <laughs> and uh, they thought it was hysterical. And then I uh, actually showed it to another client of mine who's Jewish, and she thought it was hysterical too because it's it basically talks about everything very sarcastically. And um, it's like giving advice on like communicating with your dog um talks about basic commands talks about praise versus correction talks about socialization talks about feeding it kind of goes through all these things it's like looks like a regular book it's like 150 pages but it's all about like it's all kind of from this um sarcastic humorous perspective um, how to raise a Jewish dog. So for those of you who are Jewish and love dogs or who have dog-loving Jewish friends or family, um, this would be kind of a really cute holiday gift for, for those people. It's by um, Ellis, it's either, Wein, I think, Weiner and Deborah Davelman, uh, the rabbis of the Boca Raton Theological Seminary. Um, how to raise a Jewish dog. Seems like the hardest part it would be making sure that their dog food was kosher. Right. <laughs> you know, that would be very hard. Mm. But not not if they go to the natural pet pantry. I bet. Exactly. They could keep it kosher pretty easily there. They could. And um, I saw a commercial uh, for dog treats on the television. I've seen it. I saw it was kind of the first time a new phrase that I haven't heard specifically about companies referring to their food. 100% real. Right. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> it's so like, it's not an imaginary treat. Exactly. Then. Okay. Or, or it's not partial. It's not partially imaginary. Partially. Yeah. 40% <laughs> virtual. Right. <laughs> the e-treat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was just, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, I mean, of course, this is my my big thing. One of my big things is food. But, you know, it's like, who do they take us for? Ooh, it's a, I'm supposed to be dazzled by the fact that it's 100% real? Right. Just funny. A lot of advertising expressions don't make a lot of sense. Like, uh, the diet Dr. Pepper tastes more like real Dr. Pepper. 
but more like real Dr. Pepper than... Its previous form. Orange or, juice. Or m- more than real Dr. Pepper <laughs> right. itself. You're in what? It doesn't say. Yeah. How could it, 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 it... In There's just no way, by definition, it couldn't taste more like regular Dr. Pepper than regular Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I think maybe of its previous... Than previous its previous self. form. Yeah. But they don't say that because that would imply that the previous form mm. of Diet Dr. Pepper would taste like yuck. Didn't taste like Dr. Pepper. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's advertising is is funny. And it's but the thing the thing is that it works. I mean, it's sort of like, oh I mean, I guess if you're aware of it, but it's it's so psychological, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. For all advertising, certainly not just pet food. But that's the one I pay attention to the most. Of course. Um, Anyway, How to Raise a Jewish Dog. It's a cute book. And if you know someone who's on your holiday list who might enjoy that, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, And uh, I just started reading John Katz's new book. He has a new book out this fall, um, Dancing Dogs. And he's a great author. And uh, I've had him on the show a few times. And uh, have enjoyed all of his books. And he's had a tough year. He's uh, Rose, his border collie, who was one of his, uh, probably his biggest um, muse for his writing, actually passed away. And I don't think she was very old. And I'm not sure why, I'm not sure why, you know, what what she had wrong with her. But um, that that kind of, I think, you know, hit me pretty hard as, as a fan of his and just someone who's kind of plugged into the industry. And um, anyways, and then I think he's moved and he was on a farm and I don't think he's on the farm anymore. And so I'm hoping to get him back on soon to uh, kind of catch up with him and to talk about his new book, too. But he's a great author. So if you like to give books, if you have some avid reader friends who perhaps wouldn't appreciate how to raise a Jewish dog, you can look for really any of John Katz's books. And we'll have to find out if uh, uh, he has any Jewish dogs. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, and, uh, he's got Rose in a Storm. He's got, uh, the one about pet loss who I've actually, that book I've actually given to, I gave to a friend of mine who was going through that. Um, it's called Going Home, Finding Peace When Pets Die. And, um, he has a book called Soul of a Dog, which was my first interview with him. I think I've had him on three times. And, uh, Following Atticus is also a great book. Tom Ryan, we played that interview recently. That's a great book. Um, this man and his little miniature schnauzer who climbed all of the 49 um, over 4,000 foot peaks in uh, the White Mountains of New Hampshire. And um, it's really, really well written. Very popular book. Um, so lots of great books out there. Uh, if you have an idea for a future show, I get some emails from listeners um, about who, if you have a question maybe about dog training or behavior. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I answered a question from Eric, uh, really about your girlfriend's beagle. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a question about your dog and you don't know who to ask, send me an email, host at dogradioshow.com. Uh, if you have a show topic idea or a um, business or product that you love and you'd like to learn more about or anything like that, um, please get in touch. I love to hear from listeners. And also, if you would like a dog show car sticker, 
I would be happy to send you one complimentary. Um, you can just send me an email and, and let me know that you'd like a car sticker or if you'd like a few of them or if, you've, if you'd like a display. Perhaps you own a pet supply store somewhere around the country um, and you'd like to spread the word. The wonderful thing about uh, you answering uh, listeners' questions on the air is for every person that actually writes in and asks a question about their dog or dog training, there's countless others that have the same issue but don't have the time or they're too scared or nervous to write in or call in or whatever Mm -hmm. um, that are dealing with the same issue. Uh, and so it helps them as well. So you're not the only one out there that's dealing with whatever issue you've got yeah. a question with. So uh, getting in touch with Julie is a great way to help not just yourself, but yeah. everybody out there. Just like your question. The, the howly beagle yeah. that we have. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure somebody was like, the baying oh, yeah. beagle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's host at dogradioshow.com. We also have some... Um, you know, spotlight interviews, spots available uh, pre-holidays still. If you are a business owner or, um, pr- you know, product owner that's um, in the dog industry and you'd like to be interviewed uh, about your product, uh, it's sort of a, a different way to advertise your product as opposed to our regular advertising um, spots that you'll hear during the, our commercial breaks every show. Um, and we do have those available, too. But if you're interested in learning more about advertising for your business and um, for the regular advertising, it doesn't have to be dog related, too. As you'll hear, we have plenty of um, just dog loving businesses that that want to reach our audience. Um, definitely get in touch with me about that, too. Host at dogradioshow.com. When we get back, we're going to talk about the videos that I saw and the articles that I read. All very interesting and funny. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. Are you eco-conscious? What about being humane-conscious, too? Choosing to live humanely includes buying cruelty-free products, learning where our food comes from, and how animals are treated. On Living Humane, we explore how our choices for humane living are ever-expanding and how connecting to all animals in our lives fulfills us in unique and wonderful ways. Join us on Living Humane, 
Sundays at 2 p.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of living successfully with your animal friends. This week, December 2nd, it's a healing Sunday on Animal World. Joining me in the studio for the show, Jude and Paul Ponton, chiropractors and authors of Acutonics for Dogs and Cats. Learn all about this healing modality using tuning forks and sound and how you can actually learn to do it yourself. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk AM. 1150. Camley Electric Incorporated is a full-service electrical contractor. From simple home repairs to full remodels, new construction, and small commercial projects, our qualified electricians do it all. We pride ourselves on our workmanship and professional standards, delivered with value in mind. Located in historic Ballard, Kemley Electric serves the greater Seattle metropolitan area, licensed, bonded, and insured. Kemley Electric welcomes all inquiries about your electrical needs. Visit the website kemleyelectric.com. That's K-E-M-L-Y electric.com. 1150kknw.com. Your connection to Alternative Talk. 1150 AM. Good song. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I'm your host, Debbie. Debbie? Just kidding. (laughs) I thought we were keeping it real. Yeah. 100% real. No, uh, I'm just being silly. I think it's the, um, I think it's the flu I had. Uh, Okay. Well, to be real, you're Julie, I'm Eric, and this is The Dog Show. It is. Um, So just keeping you awake over there, keeping you on your toes we, um, I came across some articles that I look, uh, sciencedaily.com is a website that I've found really interesting science-related articles uh, over the years. And so I checked in with them and uh, found some recent uh, pretty interesting stuff. And it made me actually want to contact uh, this first one. And I have links to all of these articles on uh, my website, dogradioshow.com. So if you want to go and read the full article, just go to the website, uh, dogradioshow.com, and they're right there on the homepage, as are the video links that I'll be talking about in a little bit. Those are really funny. Um, it's uh, one of them. The first one was the title is Nanotech Device Mimics Dog's Nose to Detect Explosives. And So it says it's a portable, accurate, and highly sensitive device that sniffs out vapors from explosives and other substances could become as commonplace as smoke detectors in public places, thanks to researchers at University of California, Santa Barbara. So they've got this uh, detector that uses microfluidic nanotechnology, which, of course, we all know what that means, uh, to mimic the biological mechanism behind canine scent receptors. The device is both highly sensitive to trace amounts of certain vapor molecules and able to tell a specific substance apart from similar molecules. Um, They say dogs are still the gold standard for scent detection of explosives, but like a person, a dog can have a good day or a bad day get tired or distracted. 
we have developed a device with the same or better sensitivity as a dog's nose that feeds into a computer to report exactly what kind of molecule it's detecting. The key to the technology is in the merging of principles from mechanical engineering and chemistry. Um, so it's, you know, a pretty brainy thing that they've come up with and pretty cool. Uh, it was funny, though, when I was reading this, uh, there's quite a bit more. So if you're interested in this, I definitely recommend you check out the full article. But it was funny, like, I'm reading this and uh, what I have said and what I have heard from people who I've interviewed or people who I've talked to before about the dog's sense of smell is that it's nothing can touch it and there's nothing that we have been able to come up with man or woman made that comes close to it. Mm -hmm. And then this person, uh, Meinhardt, last name Meinhardt, says that it's um, as good or better uh, as the dog's nose. And so I'm reading through this and like, oh, this is interesting. And I'm reading through it. And then they're like, oh, well, this is, uh, you know, potentially better than a dog. And I'm like, I doubt it. I'm like, oh, uh, competitive that the dog is better for for no reason, just because that's me. Um, it was interesting. I was like, oh, I want to like get these guys be really interesting interview to do if I could get a spokesperson from this project um, to come on the show and actually talk about this and really learn more about the dog's sense of smell. And so my argument, and I, you know, I know as much as the article tells me, so I'm just sort of thinking out loud, but my argument is the dog's sense of smell is really sort of beyond human comprehension. Like we can understand the anatomy of it and how it really functions, but I'm sure that there's other aspects to it that we aren't aware of, you know, like we don't fully, fully 100% understand how a dog's sense of smell works because they're, I mean, like they can sniff out, like this article says, like, on a molecular level, like they can smell different molecules. It's not just like, oh, it smells like you're making chocolate chip cookies. It's like they can smell the flour and the sugar and the vanilla and the chocolate all separately. It's like, what? You can't, it's kind of hard to conceive of that. So my argument is, is that this device um, that mimics the dog's nose was created by people. So it's only as good as our understanding and interpretation of a dog's sense of smell. And from what I understand, we don't completely get it. So I would bet that there's aspects of it that we're missing. And they do have a good point. I mean, you know, scent detection dogs do have good days and bad days, and they do get tired and they do get distracted. I mean, I think that is a good point. But I don't know. I just think it's uh, to say that it has the same or better sensitivity as a dog's nose. I just don't know how they can say that. But it's uh, interesting, and I would really be interested in talking to them about it because it sounds like it's some pretty brilliant technology that they've come up with. Um, and that our full article is on sciencedaily.com. And uh, I just search for dog-related articles, but if you're kind of a science person... They've got lots of interesting stuff on there. So check it out. 
And there is a link to that article on um, our website. Because you're is, always sniffing around for dog ex- news. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm good at it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, let's talk about a funny video. Because uh, YouTube is full of them. Some of them are more funny than others. There's the first video on um our homepage that I've posted that you can check out. It's really funny. It was like, I think a client showed it to me. They're like, oh, have you seen the video of the beagle that plays dead? It's about a beagle. Bailey the beagle. I was like, no. She's like, it's really funny. I'm like, okay, well, this, you know, playing dead is a pretty common trick that people, you know, can teach their dogs. And this was from a, a Letterman show, David Letterman show. and uh, Stupid Petricks. Yeah. So the the dog is like in the owner's arms and she just has a very unique way of playing dead. It's not like the typical one where the dog's like sitting on the floor and then it's like play dead and then they sort of lay on their side. She actually just sort of turns into like a wet noodle in her owner's arms like instantly. And it's funny. I mean, it's like one of those things. I don't know why, but it just will make you laugh out loud. Um so check that out. The video is on our website, dogradioshow.com. I'll also, I'll also post a link to it on our Facebook page. Hey, if you have not become a fan of The Dog Show on Facebook, find us on Facebook and become a part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. But uh, that playing dead is the funniest play dead I've ever seen a dog do. Super funny. There's quite a bit of well, not quite. It's like maybe a minute or minute and a half of sort of chatter that happens before the dog actually plays dead where David Letterman is just chatting with the guy. So you can kind of fast forward a little bit, like a minute or so if you want to. But uh, check it out. It's really funny. All right. We've got more articles, interesting articles from ScienceDaily.com about dogs and some funny videos to talk about as well. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. Do you have an injury, old or new, that won't heal? Are you fighting a cold or illness you can't kick? Do you feel like you've tried everything and are still struggling to find wellness and balance in your physical health? Have you been unimpressed with acupuncture in the past? For over a decade, Robert Meduzia has been making a difference for people who thought they had exhausted their options. Don't settle for pain and illness. Call 425-828-6190. That's 425-828-6190. Again, 425-828-6190. The Acupuncture and Sports Clinic of Kirkland. Heal faster, play longer. Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different proteins to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their Burien shop, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your home. Natural Pet Pantry will even work with your vet to custom blend a prescription diet for your pet's unique needs. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. Natural Pet Pantry. It just makes sense. 
Who is Jopra? What is Jopra? When is Jopra? Joe Janot is the host of a brand new show called Jopra. Joe has been nicknamed Jopra by his friends and colleagues who find his advice and insight to be enlightening, just like a certain other talk show host of World Without. Born and raised in Seattle, independent-minded Joe Janot is bringing issues to the airwaves that make you ponder, laugh, and deliberate. The Jopra Show is about the ins and outs of food and drink, relationships, entertainment, and so much more. Get to know Jopra every Thursday at 2, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. For home repair, remodel, and construction advice, ideas, and stories, tune into Constructing Whatever. With over 40 years of combined experience, hosts Tim, Lynn, and Anna talk about whatever. From important need-to-know topics, taking your questions, latest industry news, and a whole lot of personality. Start your weekend with us, Constructing Whatever, every Saturday at 10 a.m. This week, stop being nice and start being naughty, Saturday at 10 a.m. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog behavior training and nutrition specialist www.sensitivedog.com. Remember, you're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150. And, uh, a nice song that relates to what I'm talking about now, which is science. Uh, yeah. <laughs> interesting <laughs> articles from sciencedaily.com. Eric, would you, are you a science, sciencey kind of guy? I like science. I, I, I don't know that I'm a sciencey kind of guy, but uh, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. Like it's always interesting to hear, you know, new developments and new yeah. research being done out there. Um, I am, uh, well, and you're like a technical person, you know, with your uh, training and like as the booth engineer and stuff like that. So I would assume that you like science. <laughs> you're also an artist. Yes. So. I'm trying to balance both sides. Right. Very well-rounded. Um, I love science. I'm kind of a science geek. Uh, not as much as I am a dog geek, though, which is why... Here we are, almost 200 episodes all about dogs. Right. Um, I love science. I was an animal science major in college. I went to the University of Vermont. And I think the thing that blew me away the most in my, in my college career was when I learned about muscle contraction hmm. in humans. I took a physiology class. It is crazy. I was like running around the rest of the day, drawing it on napkins for my friends like, you are not going to believe what happens, and this is released, this chemical's released, and then that triggers this chemical to be released, and that, that happens like four more times, and then it's like the whole ratchet theory, and if people have learned about muscle contraction, you know what I'm talking about, and it all happens. Like that, in an instant, yeah. Fast, I mean, like I'm snapping my fingers, and that's muscle contraction, and like the brain sends, like I think to do it, and I, I mean, it's like, blows my mind. 
we are well-made machines. It's unbelievable. It, physiology is probably one of my favorite subjects in general. It just blows my mind how the body works, not just the human body. I mean, just bodies of animals and everything. It's just amazing. Well, so here I am looking at Science Daily, and um, there's this article. You know, I talked about the one in the last segment, if you're just tuning in. That's about a device that they have developed for that mimics a dog's nose to detect explosives. So interesting, because dogs' noses can actually detect scent on a molecular level. And they've developed a device with what they claim has the same or better sensitivity as a dog's nose, and I'm skeptical. But um, it feeds into a computer to report exactly what kind of molecule it's detecting. Very interesting, because explosives um, set off vapors. So, cool. Well, there's another article, and if you want to link to any of these articles or videos that I talk about today, uh, they are all on our website, dogradioshow.com. So you can go to that and click on any of these links, and it'll take you right to uh, the article or video that you're interested in. And you can also email me, too, if you have a question about dogs, if you would like a dog show car sticker, or if you're interested in advertising for your business dog-related or not, certainly get in touch. Host at dogradioshow.com. So this next article is titled, Call That a Ball? Dogs Learn to Associate Words with Objects Differently Than Humans Do. Oh, interesting. So they've done a study. And so the thing about studies, and I said I am a, I am a science person. I love science. I'm into it. And sometimes studies, it's like this study, like we conducted a study to prove it was like the study that they did, like, I don't know, was it in the 50s where they isolated a little baby chimpanzee and gave it no interaction with anybody and it died. Hmm. It's like, why do we need to do, first of all, that's morally wrong if you ask Mm -hmm. me, but it's like, duh. Right. (laughs) Well, and then it's like, and now let's do it a hundred more times so that we can prove it scientifically. It's like there's some things I feel this like, for the respected medical journal No Duh magazine, right? Really? <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, do we really need to conduct a study over and over and over again to prove something that I would bet my life on anyway? But still, anyway, that's the way things go. So this sort of I mean, this is interesting. I don't mean any disrespect. But this kind of brought that up a little bit for me. So it's about, they, and of course they use a border collie. Very smart of them to do that because they're very, very smart and, and, very, and good thinkers and easy to work with as far as training goes. Um, so it says previous studies have shown that humans between the ages of two to three typically learn to associate words with the shapes of objects rather than their size or texture. For example, toddlers who learn what a ball is and are then presented other objects with similar shapes, sizes, or textures will identify a similarly shaped object as ball rather than one of the same size or texture, which makes sense. I mean, when we think about like flashcards, like baby flashcards, right? So they like show you a picture of the owl and they're like owl for like a Mm one-year-old. Um so that would make sense. This is purely visual. So the, the we're not touching it. They're not, you right. know, so they're associating the visual shape with the object. Okay, that makes sense. 
Well, they go on to say earlier research with dogs has shown that they can learn to associate words with categories of objects, such as toy. But whether their learning process was the same as that of humans was unknown. Mm, and maybe not scientifically proven in multiple studies. You can say it was unknown, but I could definitely tell you definitively in my opinion, that dogs have a different learning process than people do. They're dogs. Yeah, one would expect, anyway. For example, dogs don't talk. Right. So their learning process, therefore, would be at least a little bit different than people's. They couldn't say, is that a ball or is that a toy? You know, they they would have to figure that out in their brain. It's through a consistent experience mm-hmm. that they then... And it doesn't mean that dogs can't learn words. We've proven dogs can learn over a thousand different words mm-hmm. and dogs on average can learn average can learn hundreds of words it's not that they can't learn words anyway so this is talking about how they how they learn so that's interesting uh, in this new study the scientists presented gable a 5-year-old border collie with similar choices to see if this shape bias exists in dogs as it does young children They found that after a brief training period, Gable learned to associate the name of an object with its size, identifying other objects of similar size by the same name. After a longer period of exposure to both a name and an object, the dog learned to associate a word to other objects of similar textures, but not to objects of similar shape. So dogs apparently are more concerned with size and shape as opposed, or I'm sorry, size and texture as opposed to shape, whereas people are more focused on shape. Babies are. So according to the authors, these results suggest that dogs, or at least Gable the Border Collie, process and associate words with objects in qualitatively different ways than humans do. They add that this may be due to differences in how evolutionary history has shaped human and dog's senses of perceiving shape, texture, or size. The bottom line, though your dog understands the command, fetch the ball, but he may think of the object in a very different way than you do when he hears it. Uh, So where shape matters to us, size or texture matters more for your dog. Study shows for the first time that there is a qualitative difference in word comprehension in the dog compared to word comprehension in humans. I'm going to repeat that. This study shows for the first time, the very first time, Eric, that there is a qualitative difference in word comprehension in the dog compared to word comprehension in humans. It it shows for the first time in a scientific Study, right? I mean, yes, we, we can all make that guess. <laughs> Anybody that's dealt with dogs along the years uh, right. could probably make that guess. Yes, the, that assumption, the yes. assumption that a verbal creature would comprehend words differently than a nonverbal creature um, is kind of obvious. But interesting study, and, um, and I don't mean disrespect. I'm sort of being entertaining and a little bit sarcastic, but I think I have a point. Um, anyway, interesting stuff. So dogs pay more attention to 
shape and texture. People pay more attention, babies pay more attention to shape, size, size and texture dogs Mm -hmm. shape people. Hmm. You know, what's one thing, though, that they didn't mention in identifying objects? What's that? The dog's primary sense. It's scent. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's nothing about smell. And so when they say that dogs are uh, pay more attention to texture, I wonder if it's because the if it's like plastic, then it has a similar smell than like a cloth toy. Entirely possible. Yeah, I think they need me at whatever institution <laughs> they were doing this. University of Lincoln, UK. I'd like to go to the United Kingdom, so if they want me to come over and consult, I'd be happy to. Be a guest speaker there. Yeah. Anyway, interesting stuff. Uh, ScienceDaily.com is the website. Uh, interesting articles if you're science-minded. Um, and they actually have, like, regularly, if you type in dogs or dog, like, the, a lot of articles will come up, which I think is really cool. They do have some cat ones, too, Eric. So you might let your cats know they might be interested in them. Cats are, are a mystery. I find that out every <laughs> single day. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd be, be real real curious to see what they're discovering about cats every day. Uh, you know, it hasn't been proven yet. I don't think that cats um, acquire words differently than people do. Hmm. I, I don't think they've done that research, but uh, I can tell you. They can't get the cats to show up for the study. For the study. <laughs> for the study. Right. They're sleeping in. Right. They, you know, especially if they're trying to do it on the Sabbath and you've got a Jewish cat, then oh, forget well, about it. Oh, forget it. It's just, <laughs> that's just rude. Um, all right. And, of course, Eric is referring to the book that I was talking about in the first segment, How to Raise a Jewish Dog. Right. It's actually a pretty cute book if you're Jewish or if you are have a someone you know who's a Jewish dog lover. It's pretty funny. And I, I may have Jewish cats, uh, but I think they think every day is the Sabbath because they don't want to do anything <laughs> any day. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we have more uh, very funny videos. And we actually have a clip from one of them, an audio clip from one of them. Uh, when we come back, you're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Alternative Talk 1150. For more than 25 years, All the Best Pet Care has been helping people choose the best foods, treats, and toys for their dogs and cats. They are a locally owned family business bringing about little miracles every day by following the Mother Nature model of nutrition. Stop by to meet their adoption cats, schedule an anesthesia-free dental cleaning, or bring your dog to the toy testing area. Visit their new store in Edmonds next to the PCC and their expanded Redmond store in the Whole Foods Plaza. To learn more, go to allthebestpetcare.com or follow them on Facebook. Specializing in spinal decompression, chiropractic, and physiotherapy, Dr. Justin Favreau and his team uses integrative, evidence-based treatments to provide his patients with comprehensive care that works with the body as a whole connected system. Director of the Advanced Rehabilitation and Wellness Center, Dr. Favreau would love to find a solution for your symptoms of pain, numbness, and tingling headaches, allergies, fatigue, and general malaise. Contact Dr. Favreau at 206 206- 
497-4962 or go to advancedrehabandwellness.com. That's advancedrehabandwellness.com. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Want a faster metabolism? Desperate for more energy throughout the day? Food is our most powerful medicine, and on Passionate Nutrition Radio, I'll answer your burning nutrition questions and offer real solutions for your family. On Passionate Nutrition Radio, you'll learn how to transform how you look and feel with the foods that you eat. My name is Jennifer Adler, and I'm a nutritionist, chef, and founder of Passionate Nutrition, a nutrition practice with six locations throughout the greater Puget Sound area. Join me on Passionate Nutrition Radio for a weekly serving of nutrition wisdom, Fridays at 4 p.m. Learn more at PassionateNutrition.com. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And uh, we've been talking today about some articles that I found on ScienceDaily.com. I've consistently found some very interesting science type articles related to dogs and if anything else you could probably imagine. So it's kind of a cool site if you're into reading articles. Um you can uh, sift through and find the dog ones if you want. Um, or you can just go to our website, and I've got some links of articles that I've talked about in the past. You can actually filter for different topics on the website if you want to search. And so if you go to um, the articles, you know, click on articles and kind of filter that way. Every post I do, I label uh, its category. So you can actually search by category that way and kind of go through and or if you want to just watch all the videos that I've ever posted over the past almost four years, you can do it that way, dogradioshow.com. Now, before the break, I talked about this poodle, um, this uh, beagle that plays dead in a very unique way. It's very funny. Like, simply, just very simply, very funny. Made me laugh out loud. Um, it's from a, let- a Letterman show. Well, the other, the second video that I have posted, I posted three today, is also very funny. And it's this poodle that plays piano and sings. Or it seems like he or she is singing. Um, And do you have the audio for that? I do. Okay, so let's listen. This is all the dog playing the piano and making the noise. I don't know wow. about you, but uh, that sounds pretty passionate to me. Yes. It, uh, they're the, she's just lucky, or the, the poodle. I don't know if it's a he or she, but uh, they're just lucky they didn't have, like, the American Idol judges there, like some of the rejected contestants do. Yeah. Honestly, 
one of the worst I've ever heard in my life. Oh. The worst? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, apparently this uh, poodle is... Um, well, like, what do you want, Simon? It's a poodle. Right. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. It's pretty good for a poodle. Um, well, the fact that the dog is playing the piano and making noise right. is interesting. Are they doing it because they, you know, the, these the people have a piano yeah. in their house, so they must sit down to it. So is it mimicking? Maybe. I'll have to check Science Daily and see if it's proven <laughs> right. that dogs mimic. Um <laughs> And this, uh, we should point out, this isn't like the keyboard cat. There's nobody working the dog with a t-shirt no. or anything yeah. like that. It, it just gets up there and starts banging out this tune. Well, so and the video felt inspired. The video claims that nobody's home, and um, my so I found, learned of this through. So my, they just run the camera twenty four seven. They left it there. Home. Well, so you know, a lot of the stuff I get from my clients, mm-hmm. like the the how to raise a Jewish dog client of mine gave it to me. Um, she said, and so this is not fact-checked or anything, but she said that I guess she kind of looked into it a little bit, and what happened is that, like, their neighbor was like, what is going on when you're gone? Like, they're hearing this, this you know, the sounds coming from the apartment or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they set up the, the, ca- the video camera. Okay. And so I was watching it, too, and it doesn't look like the dog's being cued. Anyway, it is definitely worth a watch. You be the judge. But uh, this poodle gets up to the um, to the piano, starts playing it, starts howling, as you heard. I feel very passionately. I mean, I feel the poodle was howling very passionately. And uh, Eric, I don't know, with you're a musician... You know, from your musical ear, I've heard words. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear any uh, synchronicity there, or whatever the? Well, it's a, it's a experimental. Did it strike you? Did it strike <laughs> your your musical ear? It, it, it was interesting. Yeah, I'll put it that way. Maybe not. Well, anyway, it's really. I, I funny. say, don't quit your day job, poodle. Sorry, but. <laughs> That's the problem. It's singing the blues because he doesn't have a day job and he's bored. He or she. Um, anyway. But, you know, practice makes per- per- That's right. <laughs> perfect. That's right. Perfect. So uh, keep on. Keep at it. Come back next year. Uh, keep on keeping on. So you can find the link to that at uh, dogradioshow.com. Um, in addition to the video of Bailey the Beagle who plays dead, uh, it says Poodle plays piano and sings, and you can just click on the YouTube link, and it'll take you right to that. You can watch for yourself, judge for yourself. I think it's hysterical. And it's funny because the dog just, like, does it for a while, and then it's just kind of like, then sort of gets off the piano and is sitting on the bench, looks down, and is like, I think I'm done now. I think I've expressed what I needed to express. Super funny. There's also a video there of a husky that howls as a baby cries, and it's... Um, it's this husky, really beautiful husky that's laying on the floor, almost back to back to this tiny little baby. And the baby starts like fussing and the husky starts howling, like sort of in response to it. And it actually like a few times makes the baby stop crying. Like the baby starts to cry and then, oh, I think Eric, here it is.
There's a couple times where it actually makes the... So the baby's like, wait, what? Very cute. <laughs> the uh, the husky is lying right next to the baby, so the baby's really in the dog's ear. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see why. And, and the other way, howling. and the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of like, uh, it, like, and then the husky will do it, and then the baby will stop crying for a second and listen. Very cute. Um, so those are on. You know, I got those from YouTube, and the articles were from Science Daily. Um. They've got other ones like uh, one about pet obesity and um, saying that obese dogs are at risk of a health condition experienced by obese humans. Um, so there's it's interesting. We do uh, share some things. It says obese dogs can experience a metabolic syndrome, a condition that describes multiple health issues that occur in the body at the same time. Um, you know, the article goes on. So if you'd like to read that in full, it's interesting. You know, pet obesity is really uh, one. I think Dr. Michael Fox, who I had on the show a few years ago um, and have had on a few times, he's written some great books, Not Fit for a Dog um, is one of them. And uh, I can't remember the titles of the other one, but his name is Dr. Michael Fox. He's a very lively guy. Great interview. If you're going through the archive shows, I definitely recommend his uh, his interviews if you come across them. Um, but pet obesity is really um, a, re- a huge bummer to me. And, it, and he says it's actually the number one health problem in dogs. They're, it's just not listed by insurance companies when they gather those statistics because they don't – that's like not a category like heart disease or diabetes is. Obesity actually isn't listed as one of those you can't – get your insurance company to pay for veterinary care just because of obesity. But it's the number one health risk to dogs, similar to humans. Um, so really, if your dog is is overweight, um, you know, really try to get that extra weight off. And feeding raw food is a great way to do that um, because, you know, r- lean meat and vegetables, it's just like us the pounds melt off and uh, it just keeps us healthy and, and at a healthy weight also in, inside and outside. So uh, try to get that extra weight off. It's especially, you know, not just for the internal reasons as far as the impact on the body, but, um, you know, it, it weighs down on the joints. Dogs are, you know, more likely to strain a knee if they're carrying extra weight and running after a ball. Um it, it exacerbates arthritis or hip dysplasia, or elbow dysplasia, um, for all those reasons as well. Um, back issues, you know, structural things as well. Really important to keep your dogs nice and lean and healthy and to feed great food like the Natural Pet Pantry, which you can buy at all the best pet care. Well, that is uh, the end of the show. All of the information from today is on our website, dogradioshow.com. We look forward to being here next week, Wednesday, from 2 to 3 p.m. live. Thanks for listening.